Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Blue Devils Podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. Thanks for being with us here on Wednesday, January 10th. 2024, Duke basketball, a big win last night over Pitt. Dominant performance for the Blue Devils, who have now three wins in the ACC. It was the 12th win on the season for Duke, and what an impressive 75-53 final score it was for the Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils is a daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke athletics, a deep dive into the men's basketball program throughout the season with news and notes from across the athletic department as well. On today's show with me, I'm going to have my good buddy, Jordan Mann, who's going to be with us once again each and every week. J-Man stops by, we break down the game, what we liked, what we didn't like, and there was a whole lot of what we liked in last night's game for Duke against Pitt. Excited to have that conversation today. If you have not done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to our Lockdown Blue Devils podcast for free. Also, make sure you watch the show on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like this video, share it with your friends, all that jazz means a lot to us. All right, let's do it. Let's bring him in. Here's Jordan Mann back with us once again. And uh, Jordan, what a performance it was last night for this Duke basketball team. Yeah, the boys look good, JJ. The boys look really good start to finish. And uh, all the speculation about Duke wearing the all-black uniforms on the road kind of put to rest earlier uh, previously. But tonight, definitely, or last night, definitely proved it. Came out hot from three again, JJ. The Duke Blue Devils, Filipowski didn't miss from three-point line, and the team in general came out hot, and the game was never a doubt. So, monster road win for Duke. The all-black is always the right look. I mean, I know that there are the conspiracy theories out there about tough performances that you've seen with Duke wearing all-black. I think we can also think of really amazing performances that Duke has had in the all-black, and it's just such a classic, clean look. Yeah, yeah, I agree, JJ. It is a very clean look, and it's my favorite uniform for basketball and football. So I'm pro all black, and luckily Duke came out. The, they won by 22 last night, JJ, but the score, it was a 30-40 to 40 point game in the second half until Shire started putting the bench in. And so, like I said, just a huge win for the Blue Devils. Yeah, 25-point lead for Duke uh, in the at, the at halftime, I should say, 48-23, 48 points in the first half, and then Duke only has a measly 27 points in the second half. But you got to be really thrilled with what we saw offensively from this Duke team, a team that struggled shooting the ball against Notre Dame. Everybody was knocking down shots from the outside. Yeah, everybody was knocking down shots. And honestly, to touch base on that Notre Dame game too, like what I really like about Duke and this win streak that they are on is Duke can win – pretty like last night or they can win ugly like it was at Notre Dame and that's what honestly makes a team very good you don't have to have your a game on the road to win Duke proved then you go to Notre Dame and have a sloppy game and still win and I am big on the saying an ugly wins better than a pretty loss and Duke has a guy like Mark Mitchell for the Notre Dame game that guy grinds and he's a grinder and he is just gritty for Duke and has a gritty win led by the grittiest guy on the team and then you Flip it over to Pittsburgh. Hey, your shooters are woken up. Phil Powski goes 4-4 from three. Caleb Foster hits two. McCain hits two. That's that's what this Duke team can do, man. They can shoot 
threes, and they hit a couple transition threes last night that were huge early in the first half. Yeah, the Stuke basketball team, as a team, knocked down 11 three-point shots, 11 for 25, 44% from three-point range. Uh, we saw a bit of a different three-point shooting outing against Notre Dame, so it was good to see those shots falling once again for the Stuke basketball team. We talked about it with you last week, but I do need to briefly mention this. We saw back-to-back career-high scoring performances for Mark Mitchell, just four points last night for Mitchell, one of four from the floor. So uh, really wasn't overly aggressive on the offensive end, only played 21 minutes for Duke in that game. So, uh, you know, totally fair game for Mark Mitchell, just kind of a step back from what we saw over the last two. But we've got to give you your flowers, right, as Mark Mitchell's online shooting coach, I'm going to call you, man, because uh, he was able to knock a couple of down against Notre Dame. Yeah, I shot my shot, no pun intended. He uh, ended up hitting those two threes, two for two at Notre Dame. And honestly, this just wasn't a game that, like, obviously you'd like to see him score double figures. And But Duke didn't need him to do that tonight. Filipowski was 11 of 12 from the field in 30 minutes. And McCain had 12. And it was honestly a pretty balanced, like, not even really balanced scoring because it was Filipowski 26 and McCain with 12, the only two in double figures. And you look at the – it's kind of a weird box score now that you look at it. A lot of guys scored, but only two in double figures. I don't know if I've ever seen something like that, JJ, but it just goes to show everybody was hot when it needed to be against Pitt. And so, yeah, Mark Mitchell, trust me, I have a good feeling he'll he'll bounce back again. And I have a feeling, JJ, he'll bounce back against Georgia Tech. I can't wait. I'm excited to see that on Saturday now that you're calling it once again, a little prediction for us. Um, Filipowski, you said 11 of 12, 4 of 4 from 3. Really, really needed to see those three-point shots fall, and they did for Kyle, which is outstanding. Why was he so effective on the offensive end of the floor in this game? What did you notice out of his play that jumped out to you, if anything? Yeah, what he just looked more fluid. I don't know how to really explain it. He just looked nimble. Like his shot, like his shot wasn't stiff. Like it, like I think I I know I forget, but the dude had hip surgery in the offseason. So, like, I wonder, like, sometimes just some days he just doesn't feel right and his legs are gone. That's why you see inconsistencies. But, like, tonight, like, every time he shot the ball, I was like, that's good. Like, it didn't look weird. It didn't look hard. Everything was in motion. And, honestly, he just looked – he looked really smooth. Like, he had five turnovers, but he had 26 and 10 on 11 or 12 shooting. So, the guy had his best game of his season so far to me offensively. And – in three games, shout out to Duke Wisdom on Twitter that in three games against Pitt, he has he's averaging 25 points and eight rebounds. So he has Pitt's number when it comes to Duke and Pitt. Yeah, and we were excited, or at least I was. We talked a little bit in our preview pod uh, that the home and away shooting splits for both Filipowski and McCain were not great. Going into that game, McCain was shooting 54% from three-point range at home, 16%. On road games, 16, 3 of 19. And then for Filipowski, he was shooting 42% from three at home in Cameron Indoor and 13% from three. And I was a little worried that maybe we would have a tough shooting night playing away from Cameron Indoor. But uh, no, those are against the averages that we've seen so far this season. That's that's an insane stat. I was not aware of that coming into this game. So that means that Mark Mitchell might have had a better shooting percentage from three after the Notre Dame game on the road than those two guys. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. 
Likely so, no doubt. What a win it was for Duke. 75-53, the final score over Pitt. Let's talk a little bit more about the specifics, how Duke was able to get it done, and we'll do that after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Locked on Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time and resources to hire. Go ahead and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's move forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. JJ Jackson alongside my pal Jordan Mann from the Big J and Little J Show. Promote some of your work, if you will. Where can people find your stuff? Yeah, Big J and Little J Show on Apple and uh, Spotify. We, Connor and I, are recording today, Wednesday, uh, later this afternoon. We'll have it out by the end of the week to recap Duke Pitt, preview Duke George Tech, and just talk about Duke basketball in 2024. And uh, yeah, things will be coming on the U- on my YouTube channel. It's at jman underscore. So looking forward to really diving in to more basketball content, JJ. And obviously love coming on here and talking Duke basketball as always once a week too. Check it all out. Follow him on X at Coach Jman at Duke FB fans as well online. A, a really good thing to go and check out. So appreciate you supporting Jordan and uh, absolutely love Jordan being a part of the Lockdown Blue Devils family. So. Uh, Let's talk about this win for Duke last night. uh, We saw something else take place. Once again, 15 games on the season for this Duke basketball team. And in all 15 games, they have held their opponents below their scoring average. Yep. I mean, look, Shire, man, you know I am. I love that guy. And he just – defense, man, Duke can win pretty, win ugly. I know I just said that earlier, but 53 points Pittsburgh had. And honestly – it was a point in the second half, JJ. I didn't know if Pittsburgh was going to score 40 points. Like Duke took the foot off the gas, but it was 62 to 28. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Duke's going to really win by 50. And that just goes to show, man, they just, they're so good at switching. They're so good at just team defense. And I know the popular thing about Duke coming in this season is like, who's going to replace Derek Lively? Well, five guys playing defenses. And that's what's happened. There's yep. not, it's not a coincidence that in 15 games, teams have not scored their season average when they play Duke. They just guard their tails off. And five guys, like, they're just a big, strong unit. And Shire does a heck of a job on that end. Going into today's game, or last night's game, excuse me, the the uh, pit game for the Blue Devils, the Panthers were averaging over 80 points. Like, this was well off their scoring average, what Duke was able to do for them defensively. And it was from the gates. Pitt did not lead at all in this basketball game, a wire-to-wire victory for Duke. And it all started 
on the defensive end. So many runouts early in that first half and good ball movement, knocking down shots from the outside. And then it just looked like a pit team that kind of got a little frustrated on the offensive end. Yeah, Pitt shot 19 of 58 from the field, 9 of 27 from three. So that's not going to win you a lot of ball games. As a coach, you obviously don't want to give up double-digit offensive rebounds. Pitt had 11, but when they miss roughly 40 shots, that's going to happen. Like, it's a lot of misses and a lot of clanks and a lot of contested shots. I mean, Carrington for them shot four of 16 from the field. That just shows Duke's guard play defensively. And uh, Proctor, Roach, and Caleb Foster had a very good game offensively, but honestly, as well as defensively. All around, really impressive performance for the Duke basketball team on the defensive end of the floor. Kyle Filipowski attacked the boards and rebounded really well. That was great to see uh, because, again, he's got that big frame. Uh, it's nice to go out and utilize it and rebound the basketball. A good rebounding game for Tyrese Proctor even as well. Um, when you're dominating the team on the offensive end of the floor shooting, it helps a little bit when you're you know, limiting the possessions. A little early in the first half, I felt like Pitt was getting a couple of second-chance opportunities, just not capitalizing. And then throughout the rest of the first half and early parts of the second, before it really didn't become a game, Duke was dominating the boards. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Ryan Young had 6-5 and five in 15 minutes. So if you do the per 40 that – the analytics, he's at, that's a double-double. So shout out to Ryan Young for essentially having a double-double in 15 minutes. Six and five is incredible. And Sean Stewart played eight minutes, JJ. He had three offensive rebounds in eight minutes. I mean, are you kidding me? The guy's motor's insane. Had four and four in eight minutes. And, yeah, like Duke did what they need to do defensively. And also let me go back and shout out Caleb Foster. I loved his game tonight or last night. Eight points and seven assists. Like seven assists and – he had two turnovers, but still, that's a 3.2 to 1 assist to turnover ratio. You take that. You take it and run with it, J.J. And just between him, Roach, and Proctor, the guys that really run point for Duke, I mean, they combined for, I think, 16 of the 19 assists for Duke or something around there. So they're spreading the pill around, and, yeah, just a great game. I have. I know you said we we're going to talk about like the positives and negatives of the tonight or last night. It's all positive vibes for me, JJ. Everything on there looks great. I don't have as much negatives either. It's just you know we, we like to think that there could be something out there that the student sure. team uh, could do a little bit better. I, I think there are certain players who you would like to see uh, a little bit more from. Still trying to get Tyrese Proctor back involved a little bit offensively for the student team, at least from a scoring perspective. One of six and 24 minutes for Proctor. One of five from three-point range. That make he had was actually really early in the basketball game. Uh, but even still, six rebounds, five assists, like he was finding other ways to make a little bit of an impact. Yeah, it, it, it's weird, man. It, it, like, this was Filipowski's game to lead Duke to victory. Mark Mitchell was the game before. But, I mean, you name five or six guys for Duke, and they've led Duke to victory. You could even say seven if you don't count Sean Stewart's double-double in the blowout win early yeah. in December. Like, Proctor has been a reason Duke's won. Mark Mitchell, Phil Powski, Caleb Foster against Michigan State, McCain's hot streak, and then obviously Jeremy Roach. And that's what makes his team ceiling just infinity. Like, you just – it's, you can go to the moon, J.J., with this team. And that's what I love about this team. It's not, hey, Filipowski has to score 23 points and 
Jeremy Rose has scored 20 if Duke needs to win this game. They can have off nights, and then all of a sudden, Mark Mitchell and Caleb Foster are the ones that's leading Duke to a huge conference road win. It's just that's why I like this team and emphasize on team because it could be anybody's night, and we can just sit back and watch Duke continue to win. Jeremy Roach had an off night last night. You know, I mean, we're, we're talking a little bit about Proctor and what he was able to do in terms of uh, scoring. And I say off night for Roach because I'm looking at this through kind of the scoring lens, just nine points for Roach on three of nine shooting, one of four from three-point range. But we mentioned going into the pit game on our preview podcast yesterday on Lockdown Blue Devils that Roach had scored at least 17 points in eight of his last nine games. Again, going into last night's game, Jeremy Roach had scored 17 in eight of the last nine. The one game he hadn't was against Queens when Duke won by a million and didn't need a big-time performance from Jeremy Roach, right? And once again, not as big of a factor offensively, and Duke's just fine. But I tell you what, we have not given him his enough credit throughout the season. So uh, I definitely want to make sure we're, we're showing some love out there to Jeremy Roach for what he's meant this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, to Duke fans, he's not underrated. But nationally, this year, he's having a very underrated season efficiency-wise and, he, yeah, scoring-wise. And it just goes further to my point, JJ. He had nine points, and it was an afterthought because yeah. this game was just never in doubt. And that's what you want to see. Like, the Duke fans love getting all these five-star players. Well, this is what happens when you have this good of a problem with these five stars. Anybody can take over. And so – yeah, I'm looking forward to the Georgia Tech game and who's going to step up next. That's why I say Mark Mitchell, because obviously the technical foul at Georgia Tech he had. I think he's going to have a redemption game against them. And I might say that he may hit a three, J.J. We'll see, though. Well, you mentioned Mark Mitchell before even the Syracuse game last week. You were going ahead and thinking about, you know, the Georgia Tech earlier in the year and how it's going to be a chance for him to get back. So we'll see if he's able to do that. Let's talk a little bit more about that. But first, I think we need to go ahead – and we'll take one more time out here on today's episode of the program. So let's do that, and then we wrap up the show right after this. This, of course, is Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is done. It's over with. But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, for the NFL playoffs this weekend. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. This app is so easy to use and has so many different ways to bet, like live, same-game parlays, bets in the new Explore Hub. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and so much more. The best way to make and find popular parlays and so much more. This weekend, the NFL playoffs, everyone's asking, can Jordan Mann's Dallas Cowboys get the job done? Can Mike McCarthy beat his former team? I'm sure Jordan Mann's got a couple of good parlays running out there for some of the playoff action. You can do the same over at FanDuel. Go ahead, do us a favor. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, let's get back to it. J.J. Jackson alongside Jordan Mann. A few moments left here. You're ready for the playoffs this weekend, aren't you? Yeah, I appreciate the plug, J.J. Hopefully I am ready for the playoffs. <laughs> hopefully I'm ready for the playoffs next week too. So <laughs> hopefully the Cowboys cannot embarrass me. Well, yeah, what not, can go wrong? We don't want one and done Dallas Cowboy football. <laughs> no, I do not. That's for sure. 
95 has been a long time, man. We need them back in the Super Bowl and need to make things happen. Well, I, I definitely do. I don't know about America. I know it's a sense of topic for a lot of people. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So Duke wins 75-53 over Pitt. They are now 12-3 and on the year. They are 3-1 and in the ACC. And you can see the schedule if you're watching us on YouTube. Go across the bottom of the screen. Coming up on Saturday, Duke and Georgia Tech. And then a full week off. No game in the midweek next week for Duke basketball next Saturday. The 20th, so 10 days from now, Duke plays Pitt again, a team that they just defeated last night. What do you think of this stretch for the Duke basketball team here? Well, I think I said that it was a winnable stretch at the beginning of, uh, I think it was the Queens game. I was looking yeah. forward to the month of January, and I'm still sticking to that. I mean, I think, obviously, you got to take care of Georgia Tech, but I think it's setting up well for Duke to where – going into the end of the month that Duke's going to continue to win streak. And I think this win streak can go up to 10 games. I know I'm jumping guns, but like I said, my Twitter Duke FB fans is optimistic Duke football fan. I am that for a reason for football, and I'm being that right now for basketball, JJ. So I think it can go up to 10 games. A tough loss against Georgia Tech earlier this season, a really competitive game for Duke. Uh, I mentioned kind of the three-point shooting splits that this Duke team has had. It was not that good of a shooting game for Duke against the Yellow Jackets. It was after a loss at Arkansas, another road game where Duke did not shoot the ball that well. So uh, I, I think this team has been circling this game since that one took place at the beginning of December. And now's the opportunity to line them up, toss that ball up in the air inside Cameron Indoor and see what happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, this is I, – I talked about Mark Mitchell having like a redemption game against Georgia Tech. Uh, it's going to be a Tyrese Proctor redemption game. He got hurt right at the beginning of the game. He only played yeah. one minute. And so – and he's coming off what we've already talked about. He only scored three points or whatever against uh, Pittsburgh. And so he needs to find that aggressive game of his and score. And I think that he might – be score first mentality going into this Georgia Tech game since he didn't play in the upset last game. And, uh, yeah, I am i don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm looking at the box score of the Georgia Tech game at Georgia Tech. And like you said, four of 16 from three. Phil Pouch was 0 for three. But like you said, you brought it to my attention. Him and McCain are two different guys at home. So I think Duke's going to hit some threes against Georgia Tech this go around, hopefully. Yeah, thankfully uh, they're back inside Cameron Indoor where they take a million shots in the world. Uh, yeah. which we're certainly excited about. Yeah, Duke lost by four in Atlanta earlier this season, and now they're coming back this way. Uh, Georgia Tech will be coming to Cameron Indoor to take on a Duke team that's going to be ready to go. Uh, excited to see Proctor continue to kind of get back into the groove of things. He had a couple of, like, really dazzling moments in his first few games back. Even last night, a couple of passes where you're like, yep, that's the Tyrese Proctor we were expecting this season, but we continue to have the big Caleb Foster and Tyrese Proctor conversation. There hasn't been a lineup switch that's taken place between those two guys, and yet Caleb Foster continues to be kind of Mr. Steady. Let's circle back to him to kind of wrap up uh, our program here today, Jordan, but uh, let's give a little bit more love to the Duke freshman guard, Caleb Foster. Yeah, it's ironic that he was like the most underrated freshman coming in out of the group coming to Duke, and now he's kind of the most underrated player in the starting five right now because everybody's waiting for him and Proctor to switch back to what it was. But he he just – yeah, he is an efficient guy, and he does what he needs to do. And honestly, it shocked me that he had nine and seven against Pittsburgh because I didn't realize he was doing that well 
passing the rock around. He had a couple of beautiful passes I saw, but when it comes to nine and seven, I was like, geez. And when Proctor went down, he played 36 minutes at Georgia Tech, and he was our arguably our best player offensively that night. He was five of eight for 12 points, but he was one of four from the line, and that's where the area where Duke really needs to clean up or has cleaned up since the losing streak. They would have won at Georgia Tech. They didn't shoot 12 of 20 from the line. So, I mean, that's the little things like that to where Duke could have avoided that upset at Georgia Tech earlier this season. Seven assists last night for Caleb Foster. That was a career high. He had six earlier in the year against Bucknell. But, Jordan, there have been games this season, uh, like the most recent one prior to last night against Notre Dame, where Caleb Foster didn't have a single assist whatsoever. He's averaging about one and a half this year. So if that can be a number that goes up just a little bit, because that means the whole team number is going up. And as our good friend Connor O'Neill, who I'm sure you guys will talk about this on the Big J Little J show this week, will point out to people, Duke, and, and really this is a basketball thing, but we've seen it with this Duke team, the more field goals that you can have assisted and set your teammates up for success, the better off your offense is going to be. So I'd love to see that assist number go up for Caleb Foster because I think that does wonders for the whole team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some – We it's funny you say that. Connor and I have talked about that, and we will talk about it on Big J and Little J shows. Since he does cover Duke and Wake, Wake is a lot better on scoring buckets not assisted. I know they just lost Florida State, but they've had a really good year prior to that. And then Duke's really good at scoring with passes that are assisted. So there's two different offenses that work two different ways. But, yes, when Duke swings the ball around and it's not ball hogging, it's a beautiful offense. And – I do agree with you, and I think that uh, I think Caleb Foster will do his job against Georgia Tech too. And I mean, he's look, he owns, he deserves that starting role. Tyrese Proctor, like right now, don't worry, don't mess with the winning streak. You know what I mean, JJ? Like, don't don't ruin what's going on. Let it happen, flow, like let it flow. And then when Tyrese Proctor makes that giant step in a big game or something, then we'll discuss later. Or if Caleb Foster has a tough game. Like against Georgia Tech, say he goes scoreless, then the next game will adjust. But what he does in and out, it, it is funny, JJ, because the the freshman, I remember McCain, he had an off game against Georgia Tech. This is the McCain before the hot McCain. I mean, he was three of ten, oh of three from three. So we're just getting different types of freshmen now, JJ. They're getting more comfortable in the season and it's showing. You mentioned adjustments, and I do want to give some love to this coaching staff. Uh, we've done this from time to time with what they're able to do in the game, the second halves being so much more impressive than the first halves oftentimes. And before the game got going last night, at Duke MBB, their social staff there with Duke Blue Planet put out a little clip of Jay Lucas in that Notre Dame game talking to Jeremy Roach about kind of changes that they needed to make on the defensive end of the floor. You're smiling right there. I know you – I loved every second of that. I was like, this is good stuff. What a job from this entire coaching staff. And I hope we get more of that, man. Yeah, I thought that was the best content Duke's ever put out. I'm not even exaggerating. I think it was perfect because when you watch the clip, like the one thing that's scary about social media and fans having input is you could probably yell at – I think it was McCain and Filipowski that were the other two defenders. And they could people could have clipped that and said, what are they doing? But you see Jay Lucas mic'd up and was yelling at Roach. He's like, no, I heard him yell switch, as in Filipowski yelling switch to Roach and basically jumped on Roach. And then the next possession you saw out of that timeout, he learned from it and did then did tag or, a.k.a. switch to the defender. And it was just 
Yeah, it was a great, it was big. Yeah, it was a great clip, and it just shows what goes on in games that we have no idea as fans know about. Like we just don't know that conversations happening as they're walking by going into the timeout. It's just it was remarkable. Another reminder that Jay Lucas is a star in the making in the coaching world, right? Yeah, 100%. I I love the whole staff. I mean, I really do. And they all provide I, – I, yeah, I can't say anything more than that, JJ. I love the whole staff. I love it. Jordan, you're the best. Thank you so much for being on the show. Speaking of coaching, again, you're Mark Mitchell's online shooting coach. We've dubbed that here on the program. So uh, I hope we get another good performance this weekend from him, okay? I appreciate it, JJ. I'm, I had my little Jordan flu game tonight, battling uh, <laughs> battling under the weather. I appreciate you having me on, as always. Absolutely. We'll talk again soon, Jordan. Thanks for the time. See you, brother. Go check it out. That's the uh, Jordan Man from the Big J and Little J Show. Find it on Apple. Find it on Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Go and support the good work that he and uh, Connor O'Neill do. And Connor O'Neill, of course, stops by our show very frequently as well. That's going to do it for our show here today. Thank you always for your support. We're back at it throughout this week, getting you set for Duke and Georgia Tech. Duke defeats Pitt last night, 75-53. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.